Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard, one of your hosts from FanRagSports.com, along with Trevor Sikama of PewterReport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are live on locate when we're not live. We are live because we're live here. Live technically. I think technically it still yeah. applies. Always confused about I'll that. I'll keep it in there. Does live mean you were just there, or does it mean that, like this is being sent out over the airwaves for people to hear as we do it? Um, I'm going to go with live... It's like anytime you're on location, okay. it's fair game for you to say live. I would agree. I think, yes. So we are live on location in Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine 2018 version. And yesterday, the running backs throwing it down, doing some drills, running the 40s. We know we knew Saquon Barkley was going to test through the roof, right? But we got to talk about it still because it's freaking awesome. Yeah, right? we do have to hashtag talk about it. Um Saquon was awesome. Uh, yeah. four, I think the official 40 ended up being a 4-4 flat. Um, yeah. Did you and I have a bet on that? We did not. Oh, we man. both thought Barkley would run fast, incredibly fast. Okay, so I couldn't remember if we had a bet on that. I made no. too many bets this weekend. We had a bet on uh, Nick Chubb, though. How'd that go for you? What did he run? <laughs> he ran 4-5-2. Guess who bet he would run 4-5-2? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But you Barkley, thought, Barkley, you thought he'd be four four seven. He was still fast. Yeah, I did think he would be a little bit faster than that. He's big though. He was still so awesome. He His had combat a, was great. I mean, everybody's going to talk about Barkley's day, right? As they should. I mean, it sure. was incredible. You know, anytime you get a six foot two hundred and thirty three pound running back who can run a four four flat and jump forty one inches. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, the athleticism that that dude has looked really smooth in the on field drill stuff too. I mean, we all kind of thought that that was going to be. A thing, but you know, you and I, and actually, we're not alone here, because I've talked to some people, uh, some other writers, and things around Indianapolis this week, and they kind of share the same concerns about Barkley. What? Yeah, we are not the only ones here you, that kind of have that. This is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, so there were a couple people that I've been talking to over the last few days who have said, like, man, Barkley, incredible athlete, but. Yeah. Does he use all of the 233 pounds? And that's the thing. Yeah. And you know, we saw PFF release a stat the other day on Twitter that was that was going around that said that Barkley ranked 57th out of 58 running backs that they graded. So that's in yards that's after contact. second to last yards after contact. Yeah. Oh. So it's almost like two people maybe wrote about this, and you should read it. Two handsome people, two, if I do say so myself. Uh, incredibly, I would yeah. add in front of that. Uh, <laughs> incredibly handsome. Yeah, no. So that's, that's the thing with Barkley. Um, we knew he was going to be a freak. Right. And him being a that athletic freak for his size matters, but are we getting everything that we need to out of that 233 pounds? Right. Because when you're 233... You've got to be. I also think that you can run through contact. You can hit a hole. You can go between the tackles. You can get. You can turn two yard gains into six yard, seven yard, eight yard gains, whatever. Like mm -hmm. those things that you would really need to help a team. Uh, Barkley's an incredible home run threat. I don't think oh, anybody's. Yeah, I don't think sure. anybody can dispute that at all, especially when he gets to the outside. But running game in the NFL, a lot less room. Yeah, you've no. got to be. You sometimes you've got to be willing to make a hole. You right. know what I'm saying? I didn't see a lot of that from Barkley. I, I really didn't, didn't. And I think that. That is one of the things that you have to consider. You're taking a running back in the top 10. He should be can't miss. There should be no doubt about it. And that's what there was. Ezekiel Elliott, no doubt about other than off the field, I guess, apparently. I didn't know about that before the draft. But in terms of on the field stuff, 
Dude had the full package, and he was a very willing runner between the tackles. Yep. Great pad level, yep. got through contact consistently. There are not a lot Receiver, of Receiver, pass blocker, exactly, all that. Exactly, right. He had it all. There are not a lot of successful running backs in the NFL that are feature backs in a big role, in a top 10 overall player type role, that get their success without being great through contact and great as an inside runner in terms of their decisiveness, not hesitating before the line of scrimmage. And we see all that with Barkley. So, Unbelievable talent. Nobody argues with that. Unbelievably versatile player. Nobody argues with that. But it has seemed like the consensus is like clearly, unquestionably, Barkley's the best player in this draft. When I think it's there's definitely room for that to be questioned. And there's room for it to be questioned whether he's the best back in the draft and yep. the back that I would draft first. Yep. Especially whether I draft him in the top ten. So there is a lot of room for question there. Another guy with a lot of room for question so far in the draft process has been Kalen Balage. Did Kalen Balage do enough? Because we've talked about this. What were his numbers? You got his numbers? Yeah, there? I got his numbers. Okay. okay. So they're pretty. It's pr- it's pretty good. His first forty was a four four six. Keep in mind he is He's huge. Six one and a half, two hundred twenty eight pounds. Okay. Yeah. So his first forty is a four four six. That's really good. If That's he ran really the four fours, uh, he helped himself a lot. Yeah. His second forty was four five seven. Yeah, I don't uh, care. Which about it falls off. 40. Yeah, I mean it's not a big deal, or whatever. But I thought he was more four five seven on tape. So to see that he couldn't consistently reach that mark did did catch my eye a little bit. But I think you're right. You should take the better 40. Uh, you know he can move at that speed, obviously. 33.5-inch vertical. So he wasn't on the high end of the verticals. Uh, so the, the, yeah, some okay. of that lower body explosiveness. The broad jump, he was still pretty solid. 10-2, you know, that's a pretty 10-2 good number. 10-2 is great, Yeah, 10, 10-2 is very good for running back, yeah. Uh, 6 9 one, three cone was good. Nice. And a four three five short shuttle was one of the lowest lower marks for the running back group. Huh. That stop-start kind of quickness and yeah. stuff. Which I thought matched up with the tape for the yeah. most part. So... My big question with Balazs was, was he going to do enough in Indianapolis to move himself into day two as a weapon-type player? Because he looks like David Johnson. He comes off well in the interview process. He catches the ball well. I didn't think he made enough people miss in space. I didn't think he was enough of a creator, and I definitely thought there were plenty of issues. He comes to like a full jump stop before the line of scrimmage on yeah, tape. Yeah, uh, I think my, my gut is to immediately say that yes, I do think that he did mm-hmm. enough to make himself a... Uh, a late day two pick with numbers like that, even in a stacked running back class. I think it matters why he didn't have the production that he did at Arizona State. And I think that that would would come from scouts, teams, whatever, going back to the Arizona State coaches and having conversation with them like, hey, how, like, why did Kalen Balaj not necessarily get a full workload or get the the production that we thought that he was going to get or anything like that. And if they say something like, oh, well, you know, that was just kind of the system we were running. He was in a, he was in a running back rotation, blah, 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 all this stuff. Blah, blah. Then I can see a team right. getting past it and it's drafting him in late day two. But right. if a team answers that question and goes, hey, we tried to get everything we could out of Balazs. It just didn't happen. Right. Then at that point, I think that turns teams off. Yeah. And I think he's a day three guy. Because so I mean, he was I, there for a while. Like, to not get it in that amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially great. this last year, I right. think, when we really thought that he was going to break out and be this total feature player of that offense. There are some plays that obviously you really like from Balage, but then you just wonder, hey, where did they go in the production? So, gut feeling does say he's a day two guy, but... It depends. Right. It depends what the coaches say. It depends what uh, yeah. really happened at Arizona State. I think he'll get into day two. I think I would rather have him in a versatile type role, like a role that you know he's going to be catching the ball more well, than I would a guy two, like Jalen Samuels. You, I mean, yeah. I think, but 
I'm really curious to see how Jalen Samuels tests today because I think that there's more comparisons there. Both are bigger backs. Balazs is a little bit taller. But Samuels, when he ran the ball, I thought he ran with a little more power, um, decisiveness maybe. I mean, he didn't run the ball a ton at North Carolina State, but I think those guys are going to end up being in kind of the same sphere of comparison. And one, I think Balazs put himself in position to be able to go in the third round. I think that that won't be off the table. Remember a guy like Kenyon Draco and what he went in the third round. He didn't sure. hardly carried the ball at Alabama sure. and was this kind of a similar player to Balazs in some ways. So uh, how about the Georgia duo? Uh, Nick Chubb came out. You mentioned the jumps. 5'10", 7'8", yeah. 227 pounds, and he is jacked. I mean, not he, that there was any doubt. Him and Michelle right. both. Yeah. Both these guys are just straight-up yoked. Yeah, and – yeah, incredible there from Nick Chubb. Like and, just to just to think great. about where he came from his knee injury, right. and to jump thirty eight and a half at that weight right. in the vertical, and then what did he jump ten, 10 eight broad ten yeah ten eight broad. The three but cone wasn't great. You're basically running a five two or a five like a four five flat. Right. Like it's. I'm telling you, man. I know that you and I had this conversation on the podcast earlier, and you Whoa. think you think that it's this lock that Sony Michelle is going ahead of Nick Chubb, and I'm telling you, it's not. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. We already put down a bet on this, by the way, for people who don't know. Kyle Krabs and Trevor Sikama both think that I think Nick, Nick Chubb's going, going first. first, and Jeff Risden and I both think that Sony Michelle's going first. So we got first round in Indy next year on. The loser of that bet. So the wagers are starting to come down now that we're here in Indy. Do you think that no matter what, it's going to be a first-round pick for the top guy? Uh, no, I, I think that Sony Michelle. I, I think that Sony Michelle. You know, here, here's the thing about Sony Michelle. He first forty was a four-five-eight. Second forty was a four-five-five. His official time ended up being a four-five-four. Nick Chubb's official time ended up being a four-five-two. I would not have told. I would not have said that Nick Chubb was faster than Sony Michelle. I thought Nick Chubb was fast. I predicted he'd run four-five-two for his weight. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, like he's weight adjusted. He's a tank. Uh, Michelle's a little bit lighter, um, and still, still very well built back. But you know, he's a little bit lighter. He, I think he's like twelve pounds lighter um, than than Chubb, and. I think you expected him. I mean, you would have thought Michelle would have run a little faster, right? Yeah, I did think that he was going to run a little bit faster. I think he was going to be a little bit closer to four or five. But Michelle's more of a burst guy, anyway. Oh, for sure. I he think is. Yeah. so. Uh, I do think that he has like his top end speed is fine. But I, 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 I thought that he was going to be more of a burst guy, anyways. Right. I see. I'm. I think Nick Chubb's going to go in the first round. You really think that? Yes, I do. Wow. I think that the medicals will be big. I, I the medicals will be big. But you know, when we asked him in the interview, obviously he's like, yeah, they, you know. Tugged, pulled on my knee, everything, you know, took the extensive look at it. And He's all two years teams. removed, too. Yeah, and that's the thing is that he is he's, he's a full two years removed mm-hmm. from it. So I, I think at that point, teams have to look at that, look at how athletic he is currently, and they got to think that it's worth it. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm against you there. I think that I think that Nick Chubb is going to go in the first round. I think he's a good player. I think he could – I think he could – Second round, I feel better about second round after sure, I Sure, but I'm just telling you, I think he goes for I would have said before this week, I would have thought he would end up in the third round. But wow. Early no way third that round. was happening. Early third round. No but way. now with the testing and everything that he proves he's back at 100% as long as the medicals are good, I do think he's going in the second round. But I, I think Michelle's going first. I think Michelle's going early second round uh, or or somewhere somewhere from 20 to, to 35, 40. Somewhere in that range is where he's coming off the board. I think. I mean, I think both of them. That's maybe, the case for maybe. both. They're going to be pretty close if they're back-to-back picks. That'll make it a little fun. How about your boy Chase Edmonds had a pretty decent day? I thought. I mean, yeah. I know he's not the biggest back, and he's not the fastest back either. But the quickness drills and some of that stuff, he did some good stuff in those that part. No, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is great in, in the 
the couple days that I got to watch him at the East-West Shrine game. So I, I kind of knew that we were about to see a guy who was going to open some eyes. Uh, to If you haven't read his name before or anything like that, he had a pretty dang productive career at Fordham. So um, definitely was a standout during that East-West Shrine game. So that wasn't too that wasn't too surprising to me. Uh, John Kelly did not run the 40. And I don't know why. Right. That I, was a big question with him. That's I mean, that's the question with right. him. I heard, so I heard that his camp maybe kind of pulled him out from running the 40 because he showed up at 216. Now, when we talked to him about it, he said, that like, 215, like, right around 215 is what I played at. So I don't know right. why everybody was kind of right. confused. But normally for combine, sometimes running back, so, you know, get closer to 210 or 208 or something just to show that they run faster and then get back up sure. to whatever their playing weight was. That might have been the case. Um, they might not have been comfortable with him running at that 216. So that could that could have been part of it. I wish he, I could have seen him run. I really do. Right. But his party will be big, but you know you can control day, the environment. You know? Yeah, right. exactly. The 40 is not going to be. I just as, don't like it. Yeah. If, I mean, if it's bad, you know it's bad. But you know, I don't know. It just you you can usually add a little bit on for the combine. Usually guys are are slower at the combine. Royce Freeman. We haven't talked about him much. You know, there's been plenty of reason to kind of doubt Royce Freeman. I think. Based on his tape, you know, there are some things he, he he needs to fit in a specific scheme, but I don't know, you had to be pretty impressed with him. Four five four? Would That's, you have said would you have said Royce Freeman was weight? as fast as Sony Michelle? No. <laughs> Not no. at all. So that's, I think, game speed, like you said, I don't know, man. I, like, I like Royce Freeman. I think the Royce Freeman does some really good things. I think in his own running what was scheme, his weight? he was 229. Okay. 5'11 and a half, 229. Yeah. He's he big. came in, he ran a 454. He put up 17 reps on the bench. He didn't jump that great. 34 and then 910 in the broad. But 690. Right? 910's basically 10 foot. Yeah, 34 fine. is fine. 690 in the I three cones. Kamara was a 38 and we called him a freak, you know? He put up one of the best three cones in this running back class so far. He's got light feet. Royce so it didn't Freeman, totally surprise yeah, very me. Very quietly. Had a he, very good day. Yeah. Very 416 short shuttle. Also one of the best times. His change of direction isn't bad. I think he, see, the biggest thing with Royce Freeman, he is not a physical football player. Like, that's just not his style. But he also doesn't lack decisiveness. He'll get downhill. He just doesn't break a lot of contact. So I like, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I can live with that because he's a big guy. He's going to fall forward through contact some. He's not a punishing runner, but he's a smart runner. And he uses his, his feet are very good in a zone scheme, which is what almost basically all that he ran at Oregon, mm -hmm. uh, especially this past year. Right. He ran tons of zone stuff, and that was, and not outside zone. He's got to be like an inside zone type scheme, but he was able to consistently find the crease, make a guy, manipulate linebackers at the second level, read linebackers to the second level, and get north. I don't think he's going to be a high round pick. I bet he probably goes in round four or maybe late round three at best, but I think he can work his way into a starting role for a team. He's like, uh, 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 Middle class man's Jordan Howard. I think that's okay. a fair way to put it. Okay. I don't think they're going to make a big in impact as a receiver. I th don't think they're the most explosive runners, but I think they're very good. They win with their their heads. The big thing about Howard is he's he's more powerful. He breaks more tackles. I think. What about Alfred Morris? Yeah, that could be a comp too. Yeah, I was Morris just thinking of that really well in his own scheme. As you were going through that in your head, Morris is a guy who really shine once they put him in that yep. kind of zone block scheme but like you said he wins with his head right and that's not always the case with the running back so i wonder if that's kind of going to be the case with freeman and yeah. you know morris had a good career oh, he's had a couple opportunities yeah. to be a starter a good back up, last fill year. in everything yeah and that's kind of what we that's probably what we think Roy Freeman is going to be right right i think so i think so, that's I, I like that comparison yeah i think that makes a lot of sense how about Darius guys 449 yep it's good 
He confirmed it, right? Check Good. check the box. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, this guy's got wheels for sure. Uh, yeah. There should be no no real doubt about that. Don't really care about. I mean, jumps. Uh, you know, I don't think they have a, a strong correlation to uh, to running back play or anything like that. I don't think he did agilities uh, just yet. I think he's doing them like Barkley. I think Barkley's doing most is at his pro day. Um, Naheem Hines ran really well in the fourth. He was yeah. the be- he was the best time. We kind of expect uh, we kind of expected that there. Yes, I th- yes, we did. Well, at least to, for him to be fast. Well, yours truly expected it and bet uh, that Naheem Hines would be the fastest running back at the combine. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Who did and, I say was going to be the fastest? Because uh, we didn't look, pick Barkley. I, I got the spreadsheet right here. No, we didn't pick Barkley for that. Because we pick, which is funny, because we both saved him for what? We both saved him for the broad jump, and he didn't do and it. he didn't jump. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We saved him. For we the both broadcast. saved the free. You picked Ronald Jones, and he pulled his hamstring. Ah, shoot! You're yeah. right. That he. I don't know if he'd have been the fastest, but no, he wouldn't have been the fastest. But he would, I, I think he was. I think he was about to run like a four or five flat, though. He. I think he'd been faster than that. Even. You think? I think he'd be in the four fours. He's fast on tape, and that's why when he pulled his hamstring, I did people not like, think he was running fast in that forty, though. Really? No. I have I to go back would, and look. He pulled it so or like twenty yards. I felt like. And yeah, I was like, no, hey. I, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think he was about to be that fast. Yeah, well, well I, I mean, his birthday will be a good indication. What did Himes run? What's he, that? What did Himes run? Himes ran four three eight. And the, the official was a four three eight. Dang! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. So he he was fast. He was fast for yep. sure. Yep. Will he be the fastest guy at the combine? That is yet to be no. seen. I, I think there'll be a couple no. guys faster than him no. over the next couple of days. Um, Jackson will be faster. Now. Yeah, Jackson will be faster. I think some guys today have a chance to be faster as well. Um, so we'll see how all that shakes out. You said Ryan Ryan Nall would run the slowest forty. I said Cameron Petway would run the slowest forty. I think Petway did run the slowest forty. Hang on, stand by. I'm pretty sure. Okay, we got four. He was like in the. He was four eight three. I think at That's some point. Here we go. Four eight three. Slow. Is this Petway? I no, Dimitri Flowers did run the slowest in the official times. You might have been right. Did you, didn't you say Flowers were on the slowest one? No, you said Ryan no, Hall. I said you no. said Flowers would have the least bench re- or the most bench reps. Yeah, and then that was a disappointment. How you a fullback and you have seventeen reps? Yeah, I don't know. Get out of here, dude. Yeah, you uh, can't be slow and not strong. Right. <laughs> I thought he was going to be one of the two. Yeah, he definitely was. Doesn't Flowers look like a tank? Yeah, he looks like a tank. Right. But I was deceived. He's no I'm Dan Vitale. He's we got hoodwinked. He's no Dan Vitale, that's for sure. <laughs> Say that. Tampa Bay Buccaneer legend Dan Vitale. Let's That's talk right. about some of uh, the podium stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. we got to get that that quick before we wrap up here and, and get to watching some of these other drills today. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Baker Mayfield? Oh, I thought he was great. I think um, he was fine. Yeah. I, what I saw of his podium, yeah, I thought he was fine. I mean. You know he's always a guy that's going to rub some people the wrong way because of his swagger. But yes. To me, that's what I love about. Yes. Him. And that's yep. what the right team will love about yes. Baker Mayfield is yep. that he'll bring that brashness to the table and they'll know exactly how to cultivate that, I hope at least yeah. you know that's and, and and Mayfield even addressed the, the Manziel comp and Mayfield was like mm-hmm. look m- m- people forget how good of a talent Manziel was in college football and so like it's easy to see the correlation between two quarterbacks who are a little unconventional like me and him but may, I think Mayfield was like I think it's a terrible comp because right. all of you like all of you just think that that's just off the field stuff right and he's like and he even said too he's like I'm better than Manziel is right so like I don't know I, I loved love hearing it. that I thought I it was it. great um Rosen was good oh, you were Rosen, Rosen terrific. Yeah, Rose, you terrific. were Rosen longer than I was but it just seemed Rosen like, and Lamar Jackson blew me away yesterday not that I wasn't expecting them to be impressive it's just always really cool to get in that environment see them face I mean Rosen got a ton of tough questions and I'll get to Jackson in a second too Rosen got a ton of tough questions I thought 
including he was asked if he would play another position <laughs> just uh, maybe to test well, how selfish sounding his response would be, which yeah. I wouldn't care if he was like a uh, quarterback. I mean, what I, I expected him to be like, I'm going to run like four, nine or five seconds in the 40. What other position do you, right. he, he did ask the person who asked the question. He was like, he was like, well, what position would you have in mind for me? <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's what position right. is a guy that I'm right. like going to play. Um, and he was like, well, I've always seen myself as a quarterback, but uh, I'm certainly open to anything, you know, kind of a response. Huh. But I thought for the most answer. part, yeah, he, he was, for the most part, he was, um, you know, he came off very confident, but also addressed like mistakes in the past. It was like, it's about learning from those and moving on and maturing several times mentioned teammates and how important they were to him and in the, in being a leader and why that's the most important role for a quarterback and stuff like that. So he was terrific. Lamar Jackson got, a, I mean, I was like, am I deaf listening to his press conference? Because he was getting questions about playing wide receiver. He got like 15 questions about it. Like, would you play wide receiver? Have you been asked to play wide receiver? Has any team asked you to play wide receiver? Did any team ask you to do wide receiver drills there? No, no one's asking me to play wide receiver. I've never heard that in a team interview. I've talked to this team, this team, this team, this team. No one's ever even mentioned wide receiver. I've never even heard that. I don't know where that narrative even came from. I'm a quarterback. That's it. Like, you know, and and it, it jokingly kind of taking some shots at me. He was like, Don't did y'all think I was good? As well, a quarterback? Yeah, he's like, like, he's like, Yeah, I, I thought I did pretty good. You yeah, know, like he's as a like, quarterback. Why do you guys want to be want to get this wide receiver thing going but uh, i think i think uh, yeah lamar is a pretty charismatic kid oh, he's um great. so i thought I, I was I, it was cool to see him like that at the podium too he was just kind of trying to laugh it off as much as he could without b- being blatantly disrespectful to people right. who t- were saying that he should be a right. wide receiver or something like that right and yeah i mean he was like uh they asked him, i think somebody asked about polian's comments that he should be a wide receiver and he was like no oh, i didn't hear that but that's crazy he's like i don't know why anybody would want me to move to wide receiver i'm I feel like I'm a pretty good quarterback, but yeah. you know, he was funny in the way that he addressed things and lighthearted in the way that he addressed things, but also didn't lack confidence at all. In that. No. Like he wasn't, you know, he was very much like, I'm a quarterback. I'm a good quarterback. Here's what I need. To, and he's not running. And I think he's not running in part because his training has been so focused on throwing the ball well Probably and getting so. better in that area, yeah. which is as much as we and you and I like Lamar Jackson, if there was an area we had questions about, it wouldn't be his ability to run sure, a yeah, It would be his ability yeah. to throw the football. Right, right, so right. I, I think that in some ways, this is a, today's huge for him, um, you know, and a huge opportunity for him to say, I've taken the training. And he seemed very aware of his issues. Is when somebody said, what's your biggest issue? He said, I throw with a narrow base a lot of the time on tape. I've done a lot of tape study trying to fix my base. And that's mm-hmm. the, that is one of the big uh, negatives right now surrounding Lamar Jackson is that base. So I think if he fixes that, which he has the potential to do in his training, that things can get a lot better with his accuracy. Things can get a lot better. Today's performance can be really good as well. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, th- I thought it was a really good podium showing from him. Um, Impressive guys all around. I, I didn't think yeah. anybody, any of the quarterbacks, disappointed in their podium show. I think we've got a ton of good leaders. Um, I think we've got guys that are very self-aware in this class. I like Dante Pettis. Um, Pettis's hair. He was. I mean, he was just. A, he was just a really cool dude. He was just a very laid back. You could tell he was kind of like a West Coast kind of a. Yeah. Kind of a dude. I don't. I don't know where he's from, but he just seemed very. I mean, he obviously, like that, yeah, he played from Washington, so mm-hmm. uh, seems like kind of a West Coast, really chill that guy. Auden Tate was cool. Um, his I, press conference was yeah. fine. I only got to see, I only got to see Calvin Ridley's for a little bit, but I mean he seemed yeah the tight end seemed cool. He seems pretty you know, engaging. Talked to Durham Smythe for a good bit. He really thinks he you can know be what an effective receiver. I was at Mike Gusecki's podium, and he was, 
I mean, this sounds. I mean, this sounds rude because it makes me think that like he wasn't a cool guy before, yeah. but like he was a cool dude. Like yeah. he's he's like a straight from Jersey guy, yeah. and he was kind of like all smiles the whole time, yeah. and he was pretty. He was pretty just like genuine, like a genuine like me and you conversation with right. some of his answers. Like one of the questions yeah. was, uh, it opened up and it was like. Mike, you had a bad sophomore year, and he just right. goes, "Yes," he's like, yeah, uh, like sure. immediately, and, <laughs> and like I kind of laughed, and then he kept going with this question and everything. But you know, like one of the one of the questions was, "Hey, Mike, what do you think? Uh, what do you think you're going to run tomorrow in the forty? And he kind of smirks, and he's like, "Well, if I tell you guys now that it's not going to be as cool when I run right. it, and it's like <laughs> just you know, like something like that." So he seemed like a very laid back dude. Um, but also at the same time, they asked him about competition things, you know, teammate things at Penn State, uh, losing to Ohio State, like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And he, you know, got serious and he was like, yeah, no, it, it sucked. <laughs> like, that, that's, yeah. it sucks. But he was like, but that's not my thing. That's not up to me anymore. That's up to the guys who are, who are still there. So, um, yeah. I was like, I was pretty, I was pretty surprised, not surprised, but like enjoyed his press conference, right, I guess right. I'll say. No, I, yeah, I agree. I, I was there for a little bit of his and, couple other guys as well so it was a good day good day interviews good first day of workouts i think good to see some boxes checked for some of the top guys wide most receivers? of the top guys wide receivers today who are you looking for wide receivers to today most? on tape probably I gotta mean, be right i think he has a chance to really help himself we, we gotta see who runs Rid- well guys who ridley right runs. i think i think ridley i think the bigger questions are around what somebody like on tape would run or you know, um, even guys like Aitman. Uh, yeah, sure. James Washington, too, because uh, how does that does the speed translate to the NFL? Is it truly elite speed? I think that's a big question. You know who I'm looking forward to the most other than Auden Tate? St. Brown. Equimini St. Yeah, Brown. Yes, because yes, his important. measurements are super long. Yep. He's shown flashes where he can run, go routes, nine routes down the, down the field. He's got those long arms, that big catch radius. Dude, mm-hmm. if he could fly. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm serious. Teams are going to think about him in the first positive, round yep. if he can fly. Yeah, yeah, so we'll yeah. See. If he flies, yeah. I mean, it won't be off the table for sure. We'll be back tomorrow. We got more coming at you. We'll talk wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks. We'll break down everything we saw on today. Probably the biggest day at the combine with the quarterbacks throwing and everything that's going on today. Then we got your specialty um, the day after, man. Exactly. Pass rushers, linebackers, oh, man. That's going to be fun. Seven. That is going to be fun. And then we got DBs. So still a ton to come from the 2018 NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Until tomorrow. Keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.